Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, I'm Brian McKellen, the host of Speaking Out for the Blind. Before we get into today's show, I want to let you know that today's guest, former ACB Friends and Art President Lynn Heddle, passed away suddenly from cancer-related complications on April 9th. I was fortunate to interview Lynn just one week before her passing. Lynn, thank you for your warmth and kindness, strong leadership skills, and unwavering passion for the arts. My condolences go out to Lynn's family and friends and fellow ACB members who knew her best. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. There is an ACB organization that advances the opportunity and accessibility for all blind and visually impaired professional artists or you audience members who do music and art for fun. Most of all, this organization advocates for the blind who want to paint works of art, play music, sing songs, and perform skits for large audiences. That organization is known as Friends in Art, or FIA, and Friends in Art President Lynn Heddle is here to tell us all about it. Hello, Lynn. Hi, Brian. Tell us about yourself. Well, I am a non-professional artist, as many of us are in this group. I um, actually was a retired technology instructor, but I've always loved to sing um, and, and groups and some solo work. I was a music major way, way back in college. And about 2007, I started playing the Celtic harp. So that's mainly what I do now. I play harps and sing in a church choir and a local chorus. So, as I said, I'm a very non-professional arts person who loves all aspects of art, theater, anything like that. But um, that is me in a nutshell, I guess. Which bar do you sing at and which chorus are you part of? Well, um, I'm singing in, in an Episcopal church choir. And I, I think that's the one thing I miss with all of this is singing with them. Um, I've sung in several community choruses. I used to sing in the piano bars when we'd go there and sing, I'd sing jazz standards. And I'm in a group of people who plays, uh, we play our harps at nursing homes and other facilities like that. I'm actually a um, music practitioner. That's how I got started playing the harp. I, I went through a program. Uh, to teach me how to play in hospice settings and hospitals for for patients so that's that's a very beautiful job so what do you do as friends and art president well we conduct the business of the organization we plan for our conventions every year we always uh, got quite a presence there with several things that we do so we work together to uh, get that going on in the past, that's been our main focus, but now with things that we're starting with our IO groups for members and our art parlor, um, we are trying to stay connected with other members throughout the year and get them interested in being on our committees. We have an advocacy committee. Um, we have a scholarship committee. We have, goodness, I can't think of them all here. Um, 
website committee. So we're developing our website so that people can go and, and check us out and just stay connected all the time. I think that's one of my main goals as president is to just keep everybody together and keep everybody connected to other artists who do things similar to what they do. Keeping connected with all the artists is very important. Right. But, For uh, instance, we go ahead. Go, we had a open, I call it the art parlor, and that has a little bit of history. But we had an open call the other day, and two knitters were trying to get together. And they found out, you know, that, oh, there's another knitter on here. I need to get in touch with you. So, you know, we, we cast a pretty wide net as to the kinds of art that people get involved in. The art parlor was really a place back at some previous conventions where people could bring their art, like paintings and sculptures, and display them. We actually did that for several years. We have a visual artist on our board named Elsie Monty, and uh, she oversee and her husband oversaw that. Unfortunately, sometimes they would put the art parlor in the back warrens of the hotel. Nobody could find it. I don't know why they did that, but we started just using our exhibit table to have people exhibit art when they wanted to, but that's sort of fallen by the wayside a couple of years, but we've kept the name Art Parlor. We're calling um, Art Parlor our latest um, endeavor, which is a ACB radio show that we uh, just started started airing a couple of weeks ago where we interview artists. And so Art Parlor is, has come to the virtual setting and we do have open Art Parlor chats now. We started this once this um, social distancing became the thing. So we're trying to stay connected by meeting in the Art Parlor for informal chats. And we're going to make it kind of fun. We're gonna start um, having high tea there on at four o'clock on Sunday afternoons and there will be all kinds of goings on in there we can um, recite poetry and just talk together and and um, who knows I hear the art parlor is haunted as well by some uh, interesting spirits and in the art parlor dogs can talk and cats can too but they probably won't <laughs> so uh, we're going to try to make that kind of a fun place where people can be creative and stay together and just share. Now, what is Friends in Art and how did this ACB organization get it started? <clears throat> you already mentioned it relates to the art. performing. Arts. It is. Friends in Art started way back in the 80s at earlier conventions. Um, people would get together in a room and just uh, play music and <clears throat> it would be very informal. And um, they would say like, okay, who wants to play something next? You know, so it was we left the door open. I, I was not attending the conventions when they were doing that, but um, I don't know. Everybody probably knows John Dashney, who was a wonderful storyteller who really was one of the backbone members of this organization. And, and everybody loved him and knew his stories that attended the conventions, but he kind of ran the thing. And Janice um, Peterson Kent was involved and uh, several others. And they left the door open and more people started coming in and they started passing the hat for, you know, take up some money to just keep this thing going. And finally, there was enough interest. I think in 1985, the affiliate was created. So we've been around for a while and we do several events 
at the main convention. As I said, we do the showcase of the performing arts. And in the past, that has been, um, we've had members to bring equipment and we've actually had a band set up and they were um, very important in the showcase. They would play for performers and it was a very professional thing. We've sort of gotten away from that now and sort of gotten more to the acoustic and, and unplugged thing because it's, it's costing more and more to put on those kinds of shows at hotels because of the audio costs. And a lot of the people that were spearheading the band aren't attending anymore. So um, people always are asking, when are you going to have the band again? And it's probably not going to happen uh, anytime soon that I know of. But I think that um, people still show up to show their talent. Uh, we have a variety of things every year on the showcase. You never know who's going to show up. We'll have poets, um, comics sometimes. and we usually have a couple of people who can play for people who want to sing um, a Broadway standard. Jason Castingway has, in the past few years, been just instrumental in helping us out on the showcase. So it's an auditioned um, show, and every year it's been very successful. What's going to happen with the showcase this year? I understand well, we're, that ATV <clears throat> is going to go virtual. We are doing... We are doing a virtual showcase. We are publicizing um, far and wide now that if anyone wants to participate in the showcase, they're going to have to submit their number. There is a website. I mean, there's, there's a place where you can either submit a link to your number, probably that's the best way, or an attachment, which is not the best way because sometimes those are attachments are pretty attachments are pretty large. But it is, I hope I get this right, showcase at acbradio.org. I will send you this document that we wrote about that so you can put it in your show notes. But people need to get their number in by June the 1st. Um, it, so unfortunately, it will not be a live showcase, but the host will be live. And they will introduce numbers. And we are having people submit their numbers because we want good audio quality. And we can control that if we already have the submissions and can edit those as we need to. I, I saw a few days ago, you sent an email about the showcase. I guess that must be the documentation. What I'm going to do is I'm going to copy and paste that into the Speaking Out for the Blind website, speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com, so that our listeners can go check out more information. We want them to. We want to get lots of interesting submissions this year all right that, that'll be great um so i know there are some also some big advocacy activities we know there's the business meetings but there's also advocacy activities that friends in art does um and this, this this talks about trying to promote audio description of visuals during plays and shows what visuals are you referring to well we have not gotten too much into the audio description of plays. We just encourage it whenever we can. Um, descriptions of, of the action as plays are going on. Some states are really have a program developed and some states like Alabama, where I live, don't have anything. Um, but we are in touch with the Joel Snyder and the audio description project. And we just try to encourage where we can 
theaters to work with audio description. We've also sponsored for a long time a magazine called the Minimag. And the Minimag is a group where people can ask questions about audio topics. And they have anybody from advanced audio geeks to beginners on that group. And that group has been in existence for a long time. We also advocated for a program at Berkeley College. And Berkeley College? Have them make some of their courses accessible to blind students. And that has been a very successful thing. It's been going on for several years. We have been just through a discussion in our art parlor. It's come to our attention that Hadley is um, doing away with all of their music courses. And we're very concerned about that. And that looks like maybe a future advocacy project coming up. So um, whenever there is a something to advocate for, we try to get right in the middle of it if we can. And that's good because you're advocating for that because uh, getting all of that performing arts education helps you improve in math, science, English, um, and all of the other subjects in school. There are some ways that Friends in Art enhances opportunities for blind and visually impaired artists. One of these ways is through the Friends in Art Scholarship. Talk about this scholarship. The Friends in Art Scholarship is a $1,500 scholarship that we offer every year to a legally blind college student who is already in college or attending, attending college and are going to attend. We do require you to submit a scholarship application the application is on the website, www.friendsandart.com. There is a document that you have to fill out, which is the um, verification of legal blindness that has to be signed by an eye doctor or rehabilitation professional. So um, that has to be submitted along with the scholarship application. And we have had some pretty interesting um, applicants over the past years. Last year, our scholarship winner was a young man who's a countertenor. His name is Matt Schifrin. He won the scholarship because we liked his voice, but he's done many other things. He is working with the Lego company to make Lego directions accessible. He's done a TED talk. Uh, so, and he attends festivals all over the world. So he's just a very interesting young man who we did interview for our one of our shows that will be aired soon on ACB Radio. We've got the first show done, but Matt will be our second um, guest on the Art Parlor. So he's, he's quite an uh, entrepreneur, and we enjoyed, enjoyed getting to know him. That's good. Um, there, there are also many other plans that Friends uh, <coughs> in Art usually follows during ACB conferences and conventions. I know that one of those which I've attended during the recent Vegas and Dallas conventions is the sing-along. Talk about the sing-along. Oh, you're talking about the round and harmony sing? That's it. Yeah, that's so much fun. I usually do that one in the suite um, on Wednesday afternoon. I don't think we're going to be able to accomplish that this year, unfortunately, but it's just been a time where people could get together and just de-stress and relax and learn some simple songs to sing. We've actually uh, sponsored that with the teachers a couple of years. And 
so they could maybe learn songs to share with students. So that's been a fun uh, part of the convention. I'm going to miss that this year. Some of the other events will take place, however. We are going to do a writer's workshop. We usually do that every year. And we're going to have a poetry workshop. We're going to learn how to do acrostic poems. And if you know, want to know what an acrostic poem is, come to the workshop. It's actually a poem where the first line of each line um, spells a word. So down the left side, you've got like art. So the first line would begin with an A, the second line would begin with R, the third line would begin with T. So that's a very simple acrostic. We are going to have a presentation that was going to happen during our luncheon, which isn't going to take place anymore by Deborah Kendrick, who is a well-known uh, author. And she's written books, magazine articles, op-eds, and she's written a couple of books specifically about the healthcare system, which have been published by National Braille Press. And she will be speaking to us during that presentation. We're, gonna, we're going to do something this year we've never done. And this virtual convention presents the only opportunity we probably could do it. We're having a harp concert. So on Sunday afternoon, we're going to have high tea in the art parlor with harps. Um, I will be playing some of the other harp players that I know are going to be presenting their favorite songs and we're going to discuss playing the harp, what it involves, what the challenges are, and demonstrate some of those. So that should be a really interesting endeavor. Uh, we have wanted to bring harps to the conventions because so many of us are out there playing, but you just can't travel with those instruments and this year we're going to um, let you have a chance to let us share that with you. What, if, if our listeners want to play a new instrument, write some poems, do anything in the arts, or if they just want to be arts patrons where they go and watch the shows, what should they do as blind and visually impaired people? I would say the first thing you can do is become a member of Friends in Art. Dues are $15 a year. Students are $8. Go to friendsinart.com. You can pay on PayPal. It's very easy. Members now have the opportunity to join an IO group, which we just started. You can also participate in the open art parlor chats. We will be having in the future um, for just members, business meetings and other things on the Zoom platform. And so if you want to you know, stay in touch with other artists and get connected, that's the best thing to do is join us. De definitely. But uh, but um, what, what advice do you have for new aspiring talent, though, in general? Just keep on doing what you love. Art is a labor of love. And especially if you are someone whose vision is changing and you don't think you can paint anymore, or you don't think you can write anymore or play an instrument anymore, that's just not true. You can do it. If you are a new aspiring artist, for goodness sake, keep on, keep on doing it. Um, do whatever you can, because art, listening to music, especially playing music, singing, it's, there are so many good things about it. They've been, you know, studying this for years and it's been proven that people who sing in choruses have lower blood pressure. You know, so there's all kinds of uh, scientific reasons to, to 
keep on doing your art, but just for you. Keep on, keep on singing, playing, painting, writing, doing whatever you do, and ask us for help. We are, that's what we're here for. Hey, the support mechanism, that's great. Absolutely. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Lynn? I think we've just about covered it. Bravo, Lynn. We hope that our listeners join Friends in Art and perform to their heart's content, whether they be professional or the arts or their hobby. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. Glad Before to be we go, here. listeners, I welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website. That's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. My new email address is speakout at acbradio.org, and my show archive is at acbradio.org slash speaking dash out dash four dash seven dash blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You may also access the podcast feed at acbradio.org slash SOFTB. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Have you heard? There's a new show on ACB Radio Interactive. This is Jason Castingway inviting you to join me on Artfelt. I will be bringing music to you that stands out, pieces that fill the heart and rouse the body, from symphonies that ring to songs that swing to harmonies that zing. I can make my most fantastic most fantastic dreams come true. And everything in between. My goal is to take you on a musical safari, leaving you with the satisfaction of a journey well spent. So tune in to ACB Radio Interactive for Artfelt every Tuesday evening from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. For this is where music echoes the thoughts of the soul. Hi, I'm Donna Brown from wild, wonderful West Virginia. While the radio waves are terrible in West Virginia, ACB radio can be accessed in many different ways. Join me in listening to the various programming on ACB radio. Thank you. This is Doug Powell, member of the board of directors, chair of the Rehabilitation Issues Task Force, and team leader for the Information and Peer Support team. 
I want to thank you for listening to ACB Radio. ACB Secretary Denise Colley. Good morning. I love listening to ACB Radio. Hello, it's Leslie Spoon from Orlando, Florida. Good morning, ACB Radio. Board member Michael Talley. I love ACB Radio, and I'd strongly encourage you to listen to it. Have a great day. The First Amendment reads, The people shall not be deprived or abridged of their right to speak. The odds are, the person you just heard is an African American. Because African Americans are twice as likely to suffer a stroke as white Americans. That's twice as likely a stroke could rob you of the freedom to speak your mind. The freedom to shout from mountaintops. The freedom to tell your mother you love her. And it's twice as likely a stroke could take your life. Therefore, it's twice as crucial for us to do something about preventing a stroke. Learn how you can help beat the odds. Start by calling 1-888-4-STROKE or go online to strokeassociation.org. Join the power to end stroke. A public service message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Connecting the blind community around the world. This is ACB Radio. 